Well, technology may be the greatest enabler of change. Human nature, ironically, is the disabling scourge of mankind's progress. We, yes, we, get in the way of evolving us. And there's no better evidence of that than the track record of empires. Welcome to Insert Human. This is a show that is not for everyone. It's for seekers, people like you, hopefully, who are searching for solutions to your problems, the world's problems, and everything in between. The conversations to come are going to show you how finding the truth of our humanity is the magic key to solving pretty much anything. Between my monologues, my dialogues with brilliant guests, and your good questions, you're going to learn how to insert human into everything, and in doing so, realize a better life and one day a better world. Greetings. Welcome back to another episode of Insert Human. And this is uh, my second solo talk in a series titled, This Is It For Your Business. And the subtitle of what is now effectively chapter two is Shuck the Hubris, Remove the Blinders, and Learn from the Empires. So whether the crux of our collective business problem is self-indulgent customer disloyalty or the wacky and exponentially, oh my God, impact of Moore's law, that thing that says computing power will double while the cost of it is cut in half each year. The question is, how do we avoid the fate of so many that have come before us? While we're dealing with a very modern problem, I suggest we look to history to guide us beginning with a slightly twisted extrapolation of one of Sir Isaac Newton's many profound observations. And that is this, what goes up must come down or said another way, that which evolves eventually stops evolving. So let's sit with that for a second. Well, technology may be the greatest enabler of change, human nature, ironically, is the disabling scourge of mankind's progress. We, yes, we, get in the way of evolving us. And there's no better evidence of that than the track record of empires. Back in the early 1930s, there was a slightly odd but thoughtful fellow by the name of Sir John Glubb, who was at one point a mercenary and I think ran the Jordanian army, which is a kind of crazy thing, and ultimately found his way into getting knighted and serving in academia. And his whole thing was the study of empires. And he ended up at one point writing a little 26-page treatise called The Fate of Empires. Google it, and more importantly, read it. And if you don't want to read the whole thing, allow me to summarize his key points. And the first is a calculation or maybe an estimation. And it was this, all empires pretty much last for about the same amount of time, roughly 250 years, give or take. And I'm gonna call it their power period. And if you look at the evidence, it's clear. Assyria, 247 years. Persia, 208 years. Roman Republic, 233 years. The Arab Empire, 246 years. The Ottoman Empire, 250 years. The British Empire, 250 years. Are you detecting a pattern? Kind of crazy, though. 
You would have thought that some of these jingoistic juggernauts reign for millennia, not a couple hundred of years. So why the consistent 250-year shelf life of dominant rule by empires? Well, the empire world, according to Glub, follows a remarkably consistent rise and fall that, while not perfectly time-based, appears time-correlated. Glub, in all of his academic focus, identified six stages of the rise and fall, stages that can certainly be ascribed to empires, but just as easily to businesses, to conglomerates, to family dynasties, to startups, and I might even suggest your organization, albeit on a different timescale. So let me take you through the six stages of rise and fall. The first stage is the age of pioneers. This is when the entity is focused on forging a new path, carving out a better life, finding a better existence. The effort required is so great that people can't turn on each other, foreshadowing the age of decadence, the last stage. Self-sacrifice and the good of the whole dominate all decisions and all actions. This is how startups start up and the pilgrims did their pilgrim thing. Stage two, the age of conquests. The age of conquest is about beating the other guy and doing whatever it takes to win. And winning brings people together. To the victor goes the spoils until the victor becomes spoiled. Again, foreshadowing the age of decadence. Conquering begins when your business needs assets and cash flow. In today's world, physical conquest is often replaced by virtual conquest, some call soft power conquest. China investing $50 billion in Africa's infrastructure is just one example of conquest. Stage three, the age of commerce. This is when the wars quiet down, the warriors go home and trade their weapons for tools to enable the selling and buying of goods. You've got customers, revenue, and you can make payroll without freaking out. Life is gentler. Most people are doing a-okay, and some are doing a lot better than that. And the divide begins to emerge and complacency, and let's call it meanness, begins to rear its ugly head. Stage four, the age of affluence. So as commerce really kicks in, the citizenry, call them employees, starts doing better and better. More chickens in every pot, more cars in every garage, more flat screens on every wall. Life is good, luxury is better, money is best. Year-end bonuses all around. Oh, and get out of my way. Stage five, what Glub calls the age of intellect. It's the leading edge of the beginning of the end. Presumptuous wealth leads to mental hubris as more people start staring at their belly buttons and forgetting what got them to where they are today. The importance of the collective is lost as the individual and meanness on steroids begin to take center stage. In companies, doing less and mitigating risk becomes the standard operating procedure. In countries, self-promotion becomes the order of the day. The sixth stage, the final stage. It's an extended period of presumptuous wealth and more goo-goo-eyed hubris resulting in what Glub calls the age of decadence. Decadence in medieval Latin equals decay 
plus to fall. It is the age where the social fabric begins to both fray and rot. Blinders become the most popular headgear. Isolationism becomes the new religion. Materialism becomes the golden calf. And the government, or in some cases the company, tries to pull back from overextending welfare supports like healthcare. Big bubbles appear and often burst. In the age of decadence, the leadership divides, fear, greed, and pessimism emerge as the tenor of the times, and it appears as if the populace is just getting dumber and sillier. Self-sacrifice has become self-serving, and there's no way to go back. I imagine that there might be a seventh stage, and I would call it the age of a hangover or the hangover. Even if financial bankruptcy and dissolution are somehow avoided in the age of decadence, structural breakdown occurs. It is the age that conjures up many of the dreaded symptoms of a hangover, mental fuzziness, emotional exhaustion, social dehydration, financial regret, cultural cottonmouth, and maybe even a little shame. You get the picture. Japan's lost decade, which has actually turned into the lost decades, is the nation state hangover of the modern ages. Rim and Blackberry is the recovering alcoholic who can't shake its throbbing headache. Sears is the bleary eyed old guy wondering what went wrong and feeling really nauseous. The suffering is debilitating and it's not clear when or if the pain ever goes away. Depressing, right? But don't worry, there's hope. If you read between the lines of the last three of Glove's six ages, it's humans screwing everything up. It's not externalities, it's internalities. The minute society starts believing its poo doesn't stink and that they've got it all figured out is the minute the up starts turning down. And that applies as readily to companies as it does to countries and empires. So contemplate the fact and to help you, why not curl up with your first full on introspective moment, an opportunity to really think about what I've been saying in this show and the prior show, and how the hell it all applies to your present day reality. So here's your I am homework. Between now and the next chapter, chapter three, I want you to ask yourself two simple questions. Of GLUB's six stages, let me repeat them. The age of pioneer, the age of conquest, the age of commerce, the age of affluence, the age of intellect, and the age of decadence. Which one is your company in? Which one is your business in? And then ask yourself a second question. Which of those six stages is your country in? I look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks for listening today. If you're in search of more opportunities to realize positive change in your life or work, and you find what I have to say helpful, you can always subscribe to my show, check out one of my new salons that are weekly virtual gatherings of like-minded folks. You can read some of my writings or just listen to one of the talks that I've given around the world over the last couple of years. And you can do it all at chriscolbert.com. While you're there, make sure to sign up for my ongoing email updates. When you do, you'll receive a free copy of the first chapter of my about-to-be-published book, Technology is Dead. Again, it's all available at chriscolbert.com. Thanks again for listening today, and I look forward to connecting more in the days ahead.